Hello all, welcome to Miss Meyerson's podcast episode one. Today I'm going to be sharing some of my best tips for middle school students to stay organized and to be successful. I've been teaching 7th and 8th graders for almost nine years and I've watched a lot of students succeed and fail. I know the pitfalls of being a middle schooler, I see it every day. I also know the habits that successful students have and follow every day. What I've observed is that the successful students, the ones that are prepared for class, turn in work on time, and pass all their classes without a headache from their parents, do the same habits, they do the same things. So today I'm gonna share the top 10 tips I have to be a successful middle schooler, and these are in no particular order. Tip number one, always have a pencil. This, I guarantee it, is every teacher's pet peeve. You are a middle school student. You are going to be writing in every class. Having a pencil or another writing utensil shows that you care enough about that class to be prepared. A good way to annoy your teacher is to ask them for a pencil every day. But it makes you look good if you do bring a pencil every day. So pro tip, if you do forget one, ask a classmate before the teacher. Then the teacher never knows. Tip number two. Use a planner. Using a planner is probably the most important skill you will learn in middle school. No one, not even your teachers, can remember every assignment they have for school. You have to develop a way of writing down your assignments and test dates, important events, and even the fun stuff you plan to do with friends. Many students like to physically write down important notes in a paper planner, something like a pocket calendar, something like a spiral-bound notebook. They have all sorts of different planners if you look on Amazon or you shop in a store. Your school might even sell planners. My school sells planners for $5. Personally, I used a planner for a long time, but I started to forget the actual physical planner. So I've switched to using my cell phone as a planner because I never forget my phone. There are so many free apps out there Um, specifically for homework or for to-do lists or they're just planners. Personally, I like to use Google Calendar for all my important due dates or important meetings or important events. I also use a Google app called Keep, which basically is a digital to-do list. And I really like Keep because I can use it on my phone and on my computer. So if I'm on my phone, if I'm on Facebook or I'm on social media and I see a website or a link or a picture that I really like, I know how to save it to my phone and I can automatically pin it in my Keep app. And then if I go to a computer, I can pull up Keep and use it for whatever I wanted to use it. So as a middle school student, you can experiment with what type of organizational system is best for you, but you have to have some kind of planner. Whether it's paper or digital, you have to figure out what you like and what works for you. Tip number three is use a pencil pouch. Every single successful student I ever taught used a pencil pouch. Nothing fancy, just one plastic pencil pouch with a zipper. But inside, they had pencils, pens, highlighters, markers, sticky notes, colored pencils, a glue stick, earbuds, gum, band-aids, and sometimes even a snack. Seriously, every single student that had it together also had a pencil pouch. Now, why 
did a 99 cent pencil pouch help them to be successful? Simply because they were prepared. They didn't waste time going to their locker looking for colored pencils or getting their scissors or getting a glue stick. They were prepared. Think of pencil pouches as little student suitcases. You gotta be ready for whatever you could encounter in class. Tip number four, put your name on everything. Putting your name on your stuff is important. You're at middle school now, not elementary school. Sometimes, unfortunately, things get stolen. You have to put your name on things that you bring to school. This also applies to paper. I am talking every single piece of paper that you get from your teacher, you put your name on it and the date just to be safe. As a teacher, I can't tell you how many times a student had to redo an assignment or rip open their locker and try to find a piece of paper because they didn't put their name on their assignment in the first place. I can't always tell to which student an assignment belongs based on handwriting. That's what your name is for. Just get in the habit of putting your name and the date on every single piece of paper and I guarantee it will never come up. Tip number five, use your email appropriately and sparingly. Sparingly means once in a while. You probably have a school email address. I'm going to share a secret with you if you didn't already know. Everything you do with that school email address can be seen by someone in your school, most likely a technology teacher and your principal. At my school, it takes me and the other teachers about 30 seconds to figure out what websites you've been on while you've been in my classroom. So don't be dumb with it. If you do something dumb with your school email, eventually, I guarantee it will be found. On the other hand, don't be afraid to use your email to contact your teachers with questions. Just make sure it's a well-written, polite message. Don't use texting language in an email. I just delete those. If you can't take the time to write hello or thank you in an email, don't expect a response. Also, I do suggest that you use your email sparingly. Use it for important questions. If you forgot what the assignment was or you had a question you were studying for the test, use it for the important stuff. We all know that sometimes in an email or in a text or a Facebook post, things can be taken the wrong way. The reader may take a wrong tone. If your question or conversation can happen in person the next day, then wait. Having a grown-up conversation with your teacher is always going to go more smoothly than in an email. Tip number six, get your work done at school. Most of the teachers at my school, including myself, give you class time to work on your assignments. Most of the students in my school also have a study hall at least one day a week, if not every day a week. I'm always confused why some students don't use this time. I mean, seriously, wouldn't you rather have free time at home? Free time at school seems like a waste when you have assignments that need to be done. Your time is valuable. If you can avoid bringing work home with you, you should do that. That's what adults try to do. They go to work and then they come home. Right now, you're learning how to balance your life, your school, your free time, your clubs, your sports, your friends, and your family. If you can keep the stress of school away from your family time or your free time, do that. A good way to start is by using your time at school to get your work done there. Tip number seven, actually study for your tests. I know that studying for your tests is boring. 
you're forcing yourself to remember facts and numbers and words and you just hope the ideas don't fall out of your head the next day when the test is. Middle school is a great time to experiment with studying for tests because most of the time the tests aren't as hard as when you get to high school. Learn how you learn the best way. So learn how your brain works. Sometimes students can study for an hour or two the night before and retain a lot of information and be ready for the test. But most of us cannot do that. Most students, including adults, need to study smaller chunks of information over a longer period of time. That's just how the human brain works. Now, doing this requires a little planning ahead. I would suggest this to start. About five to seven days before the test, map out all of the information that you think will be on the test. Maybe your teacher even gave you a study guide. Split up all that information over five or six note cards. Then, over the next five or six days, study one note card a night for a maximum of 15 minutes. Any more than that, your brain will probably go on overload. A bonus tip here is the two best ways to study for a test. Now, the two best ways, according to brain researchers, uh, are writing and questioning. If you are simply rereading your notes or reading from your textbook, your brain isn't working very hard and it isn't going to remember much of what you read. You need to be rewriting or recording information. This strengthens the pathways in your brain that you're remembering. You also need to question yourself about the material. Use a study guide or old worksheets, old homework, or questions from your textbook. Studying for tests is a really important skill. Your life is filled with tests. If you want to drive, if you want to be a hairdresser, if you want to be a realtor or a daycare provider or a teacher or a a lawyer or really any job on the planet, there's going to be some type of test and training that you have to show you have learned. Tip number eight, take notes. I know that taking notes can be boring and hand cramping, but there's a reason that lecture and notes happen in every classroom. You can learn a lot by listening and writing. If you were to just listen to your teacher lecture, let's say about the solar system, you might remember some of what your teacher says, but not very much. But when you write down notes from the presentation or information that you hear, your brain remembers a lot more. That's why taking notes when you hear new information is so important. It actually helps your brain to remember. Also make sure that those notes are actually legible. So if you're taking notes and you're struggling to keep up, just ask a classmate to copy theirs. Or ask your teacher for a copy of the notes after the lecture. Most teachers will be happy to share that. Tip number nine, use your locker. Your locker is your personal storage area at the school. It should be used for all of your stuff. But do not share your combination, even with your best friend. I have seen so many items stolen throughout the years that I have taught because a student told someone else their combo and that person left their locker open. Or worse, they weren't even using a lock on their locker. The lock just means you're keeping your area safe and organized. It doesn't mean that you're keeping your friends out of your life. Another thing to remember about your locker is that at any time the principal is allowed to go through it and the contents in your locker. Your right to privacy does not extend to your locker or your backpack while it's in school or on the bus. 
So your locker is your space, but make sure that you're using your locker for school appropriate things. And our final tip, tip number 10, get a good night's sleep. This might be the most important tip on this list because it can be your biggest source of sabotage if you don't. Getting a restful sleep at night is the base of your health. It starts by picking a consistent bedtime. Teenagers need almost as much sleep as a baby, eight to 10 hours a night. You are in a growth spurt as a teenager. You are growing into an adult and that work is done when you are sleeping. You also have to put the electronics away. It can be a tough habit to break, but the stimulation of electronics and the light that they emit prevent your brain from shutting down. Did you know that when you sleep, your brain starts to move your memories into long-term storage? That means all those math problems you learned how to do will be remembered after you sleep. On the flip side, if you don't get enough sleep, you might struggle to remember the steps to single-step sing, single algebra equations. A nighttime routine is also a good thing to start during the school year. Most students have a morning routine, something like um, when the alarm goes off, they get up, they get ready, they eat breakfast, and they get on the bus. But developing your own nighttime routine to optimize your developing your own nighttime routine will help you to optimize your health and your performance at school. And those 10 tips are my, Miss Meyerson's, top 10 tips for new middle schoolers. I hope you found at least one tip you can start to work on and implement into your middle school life. If you have any questions, please contact me at cmeyerson at hlww.k12.mn.us. It has been a pleasure speaking with you today. Good luck and have a wonderful day.